Limbo is a, I, I called it a dark dramedy in my review. It is the second film by Ben Sherrick. It centers on a group of asylum seekers who are inhabiting a remote island in Scotland. I think it's a fictional island. And they're trying to, they're, they're waiting to find out if they're going to be granted asylum on the mainland. And so they're kind of like living in this bit of limbo. In the meantime, they have to take cultural awareness classes, which are very funny. They are taught by a man named Boris, played by Kenneth Collard, and a woman named Helga, played by Sidney Babbitt Knudsen. And this film is focus features. It's also being distributed by Mubi. It mainly follows around a young Syrian refugee named Omar, who is played by Amir Masri. And his friend, who, I mean, he kind of befriends him over the course of the film, Farhad, who is played by Vikash Bahai. Apologies if I mispronounced any of these names. <laughs> I probably did. But yeah, this is kind of a, you know, dry kind of comedy. It's a little sweet. It's a little dark. It's a little sad in a lot of different places. Will, I know you already saw this film last year, I believe, at uh, TIFF, if I'm not mistaken. Or was it was it TIFF? No, I saw Limbo this past week. I saw The Disciple back at TIFF. Um, oh, okay, sorry, I mixed those yeah. up. But yes, we'll talk about The Disciple later. Uh, but yeah, no, so you you saw this pre pretty recently then. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just saw this one this past week and I put it on your radar just because I, I agree with you. I think it's a, um, you know, it, like the story itself, uh, it, it's a sort of familiar um, refugee type story, but it's presented in a style that I think uh, is very intriguing. Um, I could see some critics sort of dismissing it for similarities between like Yorgos Lanthimos or Taika Waititi or maybe Jared Hess. But I do appreciate that. I think the character work here is what shines. Like he, it's a pretty good way of uh, presenting a um, sort of uh, imbalance of like having n no clear foot in one place or another. Like everything's sort of a kilter, but um, it, it helps to uh, establish the point of view of our characters and establish how they are trying to just kind of find their place in life. They can't really go back home, but they don't really feel comfortable in this place that, you know, like some people in the town are outright like hostile or hospitable towards them. And some people hostile are, or hospitable. Sorry. Sorry, but I was trying to do both, and my brain uh, malfunctioned uh, and made okay. it both Which, words. Because they're very uh, different. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to say it like some people are hostile towards the refugees and some people are more hospitable uh but they have sort of a clumsy sort of like like they mean well but like it's a small town they haven't really interacted with more than maybe like 50 people in their lives so like they it's more of like just kind of like a small town awkwardness sort of like what we were talking about with uh minari when we reviewed the film like 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 it just kind of comes more from like an, an ignorance to interacting with people than like being like racist or inconsiderate um but i do think the movie itself uh uh, it, well, and then there are some people in the film that are outright racist, but um, neither here nor there. In any case, um, I, I do like what uh, I really did appreciate about the film was the sort of central uh, friend relationship between our two lead characters. There is something about that um, almost verges on being sort of ironic, but I do think the performances uh, really shine here. And I feel like their characters really stand out in a way that is memorable, but also pretty sweet and also pretty tragically sad towards the end. Um, and I found it to be a pretty sharp and winning film by and large. Yeah, definitely sharp. You know, one of the things I liked about this movie a lot was how clearly Sherrick was trying to like tell a story through things like aspect ratio, you know, like you mentioned people have been comparing this to Lanthimos and I agree, definitely agree with Lanthimos. 
I, I kind of see the Waititi comparison with some of his films like Hunt for the Wilder People, but I don't know. I, I was thinking a little bit more of Wes Anderson. Well, I was thinking of, um, sorry, I was thinking of a uh, boy, the movie he did. I actually recently watched that. So that one has more of a, of a kind of immigrant story. Sure. And it's, it's definitely a dry film. But sure. I, I mean, for me, like, I think that the way that he harps a bit on the specificity of the setting definitely was making me think of like Wes Anderson, but with like a Yorgos Lanthimos twist. And I think unlike those films, I do think that he kind of blends like the sweetness of a Taika Waititi movie with the humor. And that that's the thing that I do think like Taika Waititi's films, they can be a little dark, but they're usually more sweet and humorous. And with Yorgos Lanthimos, they can be a little sweet, but they're really just like dark and humorous. I think this is a more even blend of all three things, like throughout the movie. It kind of just goes back and forth. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's sweet, sometimes it's just sad. It's a very bleak film in a lot of ways. And I worry that some people will watch it and they'll be a little put off by how... I think dry it can kind of be. It's definitely like it, it's a bit of like a, a glass of whiskey in that sense, <clears throat> in the sense that it might be a little bitter. It might be a little tough to swallow in some parts, especially in the darker elements of the movie. But I think that the filmmaking here is so impressive that like you really get swept up in it, even if you don't love the characters as much as other people do. Like I like the characters. I think what I'd like more about the film is how it's framed and how its story is told very uniquely. It's done without a lot of exposition. And it's and similar to another film like The Disciple. I think this one, for me, works pretty similarly, at least in the sense where it, it really is exploring the ways in which, you know, th things that can happen to us in our lives can kind of prevent us from the success we see for ourselves. And sometimes it's an external circumstance. Sometimes it's internal. Sometimes we don't know what is really in our way. Is it really a hand injury or is it like a mental block? And I think that's when the movie is at its strongest. Though at the same time, there were there were points in this film where I, I definitely didn't find myself in love with the whole presentation. I, I, I didn't I didn't find myself fully uh, with it throughout the whole way. What about you, though? Well, I do agree with you that I, one thing I really admire about Wes Anderson's films is that like as much as people like to copy the like center framing and like the kind of like dry monotoning and stuff like that, what I think really makes his movies work and what have the human element is that there is sort of a like bittersweet quality to them. Like there is a depressive element to them that I think really rings like the emotional elements of each of his films or at least his better ones. And I think that's the case for this one as well. I think that's what makes that a pretty apt comparison is that the movie itself, as you were mentioning, uh, it is definitely, you know, a, a bittersweet film at best. Um, you know, like the, the character himself, the main character is a, a very depressive character and, you know, his perspective is very lost and uncertain, but, you know, through the film's uh, sort of wry sense of humor, uh, it's able to to kind of find the dry humor in the situation and, and make the film a little bit more presentable because there are so many movies about refugees that are a little bit more true to reality, but they're just so bleak and hard to watch that I think the presentation of this film, it's, it's not really deceptive, but I think it, it kind of helps you ease into the characters and the perspective to 
or in order to make the reality of the situation hit a little bit harder towards the second half. And uh, I can agree with you that I think the stylistic choices don't fully blend here. Like, I'm not saying it's style over substance, but I do think the style of it isn't quite as confident or unique in its own presentation to to make this movie stand out compared to some of its influences. But at the same time, I, I do generally think the character work here is strong. I think the performances are very likable. And I do like the sense of uh, place and tone and style, I think. Generally, by and large, they work, and there are some really funny moments here. As you were mentioning, the sort of like uh, the tutoring sessions are some of the funnier things I've seen. Uh, I really love the opening scene of this movie a lot, mm-hmm. uh, just for like the, the how long it draws it out. And uh, like if, if the movie was on that level through the whole thing, I think this would be maybe one of my favorite movies of the year. But I understand why it's not. But um, in any case, you know, I don't think this is like reinventing the wheel or anything like that. I think it's a it, it, it is uh, similar to its influences and in, in terms of like having. Uh, you know, a film that uh, in terms of like character and style and presentation you've seen in other films. And like we said, we've been making comparisons to other filmmakers. So I don't think that makes the film totally unique on its own. But as a solid sophomore film, I, I do think this shows a lot of promise for Ben Chirac as a up and coming filmmaker. I'm definitely curious to see what his first film is like and what his films are to follow. And I can see why this one made a good impression at the BAFTAs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and then. In- yeah, it wasn't TIFF. It, it was going to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. And uh, of course, that ended up not happening. But it, it did show up in some other festivals. Um, actually, it did premiere at TIFF eventually. Sorry, I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> it was supposed to be at Cannes. It did end up showing at TIFF. So okay. that's probably why I had it a little bit confused there. That's understandable. It seems like a TIFF film. But yeah, I didn't see it at TIFF. Yeah. And I think, again, we're in close agreement. I I think with this movie, what I appreciate about it the most is that it's tackling a lot. Like you said, it's tackling like real life subject matter that is very dark, that is very like relevant. You know, this is something that a lot of people in the world are going through right now. This film is hearkening to real life events, even though it does have kind of like a timelessness to it where they purposely you. Yeah, they, they avoid, you know, certain technology kind of aging this film but they reference things that are going on right now. So it's it's an interesting blend. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of felt like that was, uh, like you said, I mean, even though they do sort of reference things that are happening now, I I did kind of appreciate that this movie could either be a period piece or it could just be that the the town itself is so retrograde that it just hasn't really caught up to, like, technology of now. I I think the fact that it does kind of have, like, that, like, balance of the two is, is, is very endearing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like I think the most updated technology you see in this movie is like DVDs or something. Yeah, like a DVD TV player, which I don't think I've seen one of those in years, which I I definitely appreciate as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I, I appreciate that it's approaching these this difficult issue and subject matter from just a different angle. It's not doing the usual thing where it's, like you said, treating it very seriously and taking it very seriously, which I understand there's a place for that. And you would think that that is certainly not a bad thing to take something so serious so seriously. But I also appreciate that Sherrick is trying to approach this from a different angle, that he's trying to tell this story in a way that definitely is it's 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 an awkward situation to go to another country when you've never been where you know sure you might know the language but you don't know the customs and you don't feel like you really belong and that's not just sad but that can also be like awkward and quirky and in some ways kind of humorous in its own way and so i appreciate the film is going for that at the same time i I don't think that it 
ultimately lands all of its points. And I think that it's going to be a frustrating watch for a lot of people. But I do think that it's an interesting film at this point where we can certainly see more films like this being made in the future as there's just so many so many problems right now, so much unrest in the world. There are a lot of refugees being misplaced and displaced, I should say. And so it's it, for that matter, I think that this won't be the last kind of film of this nature we'll probably see. And I think it's a, it's a good one. So I'm a, I'm a pretty solid B on this movie. I'd like it to be a B plus, you know, there's, I think like my heart is closer to B plus, but I do think that it's not accessible enough to really go that high for me but definitely a solid recommendation for people who are, are fans of a lot of the filmmakers we've discussed here. So yeah, B for me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think it's going to be maybe a little bit more accessible than you're suggesting. I don't think it's like a general, cra- cra- a general crowd pleaser, but I do think that this is going to be a pretty affable and endearing film for the most part. Um, I could be wrong. I don't exactly know, but um, I do appreciate that as you're suggesting, like there are so many ways this movie could have been a little bit more cloying or like maybe could have like the, the fact that it has sort of a lighthearted tone might've uh, backfired. It may, it seem like we're sort of like laughing at these characters or like laughing at their plight right now. And I think the movie by and large avoids that in a way that I find very admirable, especially for an early filmmaker. Um, and I think that also comes down to the performances here, which are pretty nuanced and layered, uh, especially from our lead actor. I, I think that the the balance that they are able to strike for most of the film is pretty pretty impressive. And and I don't think it necessarily dives into the dramatic elements with uh, with complete smoothness or confidence. But I think that it also helps to to hit those moments. Hit it helps for those moments to hit a little bit harder. And and I do appreciate. The fact that it is willing to get pretty dark as it does in the second half. Um, so yeah, I think by and large this is a a firm and solid B. Like I said, I don't I don't think it fully escapes its influences, and I don't think it necessarily stands out completely on its own to make it a a higher rating. But I think by and large this is a good film, and I think it's one worth checking out. All right, well that is Limbo. It is a hundred and three minutes long and it's currently available to watch in the u.s and the uk in the uk i think um it's being just that's where it's being distributed by movie if i'm not mistaken and okay. uh, focus features has the u.s distribution i believe it's in select theaters at the moment i'm not sure yeah. if it's going to be hitting digital or virtual cinemas anytime soon though probably in the next month or two that generally seems to be how they do it sounds sounds good to me and then it will be yeah. hitting the uk uh in july let's get into our next film here Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.